Hello my loves, I'm Carly Deering and this is Tea with Kings and Queens, the podcast where I usually chat to the most exciting performers from the world of drag, burlesque and cabaret. But in this, which is a very special episode of the podcast, I'm talking to singer-songwriter Roz Queen. Roz is a Birmingham-based artist who I first saw on Why She Black's epic digital showcase, Blessed and Highly Flavoured, back in 2020. And I was totally captivated with Roz's incredible sound, which blends jazz and blues music with modern urban lyrics. We spoke the day before Roz released her brand new EP, Damned If I Don't, which as you listen to this podcast will be out. So in this episode, we chat about putting the EP together as an independent artist, fixing inner turmoil in lockdown, naked affirmations, cats later and loads more. As an extra treat, Roz also performs her track, No One Understands, live towards the end of the pod. My sound quality is a wee bit echoey in this episode, so I apologise for that, but you can hear Roz perfectly, which is the main thing. This is a really special one. Enjoy. Today, I'm so excited to be talking to the blues and jazz siren singer, Roz Queen. Hello. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so well. The sun is shining. I feel oh, so fabulous. Oh. So happy to be on this podcast, to be honest. I'm so excited. So the first time I saw you was during lockdown, actually. So you were one of those like shining beacons of hope during lockdown. And I saw you perform on Why She Black's Blessed and Highly Flavoured Digital Showcase. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember. I remember that now. I remember. Which is ages ago now. Can you remember what it was like? Had you been part of something like that before? I had not. (laughs) I had not been a part of something like that. It was more like a showcase of just like talented people, creatives in Birmingham, from drag queens to singers to actresses. It was just such a variety of creative entertainment. It was so it was so much fun to be a part of. Was it the like, first time you went digital? Um, I think so, because obviously with COVID and everything, everything was had to be digital, didn't it? So I think it was the first time. Yeah, I think it was actually. I think it actually was to be singing digitally. Yeah, it was so fun. Like, I absolutely enjoyed every single minute of it. It was such a good show. Um, I hope it's still out there somewhere. I'll have to contact Waishi and find out if we can still watch I it. I absolutely adore Waishi and everything she's doing for the community. She's just such a queen. Me absolutely too. I was going to say, so you're the first singer I've had on my podcast because normally I tend to talk to drag performers, burlesque performers, but you're Mm -hmm. the first singer because of this cool showcase where I got to see you among drag performers and Mm -hmm. and other artists. Um, Are you a fan of drag? I am the biggest fan of, I think I've watched every single RuPaul's Drag Race episode at least 15 times each per episode. Drag queens are like my biggest inspiration when it comes to like, makeup hair attitude you know like honestly I just think drag queens are just so magical and artistic and confident I think especially as a performer I think I could learn so much more even from drag queens I think everyone can learn a thing or two actually agree definitely interesting stuff who's your favorites oh um um, Apart from Waishi, um, obviously, we all love Waishi. Yeah, from Birmingham, of course. Um, it has to be Sasha Velour. Yeah. 
I love Sasha Velour. I love how she's able to mix art and drag and do it on her face. Valentina. Um, and then, oh, Simone. Oh, Simone. 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 Oh, my gosh. Gottmik. Oh, there's so many. There's honestly, Kennedy Davenport. Oh, yeah. I, I love, I love. I love them all. I can't pick one. It's too hard. It's well, your favourite. Oh, I've fallen in love with all the UK scene queens now. Well, just I've got everyone I've spoken to on this podcast. I love them. Yeah. So, so well, I, I can't list them, but anyone I've spoken to on this podcast, I'm a diehard fan of. The Kings and the Queens and the Things are just, I'm there for them all. And I think the UK seems like mind blowing. I couldn't agree more. I mean, we've got Bimini, we've got Tice, we've got. Oh, Tice. You know, the, uh, we love. Do you know what? It's too hard to pick a drag queen. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's too hard. Um, your makeup and your look is. We will talk about singing in a bit, but your makeup and your looks are just so strong and gorgeous. You do makeup too, don't you? I do. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm a makeup artist by day. Um, been on the beauty counter since I was about 20. No, 20. 20 I'm 24 now uh, makeup is just like a third language that speak it's just so it's just it's such a good way to just paint however you want to feel whoever you want to be you know I just love makeup so much definitely something I do um something I'm very passionate about when did you start playing with makeup were you a kid Literally, when I was a kid, my mom does the typical African auntie makeup with the blue eyeshadow blended with the green, with a bit of yellow. And I used to look at it as a kid and think, oh my God, wow, wow, I want to do that. I want to, and I literally just started from my mom because she had so many colors. Did she teach so you? Pardon? Did she teach no, you? No, I, I definitely taught her. <laughs> My mum's makeup was bad, like it's just bad. But she loves it. She absolutely loves it. She's like, I don't care who looks at me. Everybody looks at me. So I love the colours. Yeah, I definitely. Are you, are you like a, a YouTube person? Do you get a lot from YouTube tutorials? Do you know what? I I feel like YouTube tutorials are like a starting off point. Yeah. You don't, I think everyone's makeup is different because everyone's face is different. I think you should definitely learn a product or two, but I think you should sort of take YouTube tutorials as a as a foundation and then go off and do your own thing, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think it's what makes you individual. If I'm copying someone else's makeup tutorial and how they do their face doesn't make it mine, does it? It doesn't, there's no individuality there. Yeah. So I watched them and then sort of went off and did my own thing. And then get inspiration from everywhere, I guess. Drag queens mainly. Drag queens, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. else there is to look, to be honest. Exactly. Drag queens have it all. They're just so, oh, pristine. Just pristine people. I love it. Let's talk about your singing. Um, oh, God. So this is a really exciting week. Your album comes out tomorrow. It does and I could honestly cry I've been working on my EP album for about two years and now for it to be finally like dropping I'm just so like relieved for it to be over but so happy to share it's like it's like giving birth to a newborn and giving <laughs> it to the world that's honestly how I feel about my album just like I've given birth and it's it's gonna 
take the world by storm so yeah. tell me about it is it all stuff you've written all original all stuff, stuff i've written all stuff i've written um all stuff and um, there's a feature on there um a rapper from smevic i believe she's absolutely amazing um but everything else i wrote it just me I feel like i'm being such a narcissist you know i did it <laughs> oh, that's honest. Me. i did it yeah what was it like it. trying to record it during this last couple of years then it's been a nightmare because I was I was made redundant. So mm. obviously the money aspect of things, especially being independent, I don't have a label or anything. I've sort of got to sacrifice to make the music and I want it at the best possible standard of quality because I'm a bit of a perfectionist like that. Um, it's been really hard, but I feel like I was being tested at the same time. Like tested in a sense where I feel like if I if, if it was easy everyone would have it wouldn't they yeah and it's been it's been really like I feel like I've learned so much about myself it's been really really hard but so enjoyable at the same time like if I had all the answers and all the money on how to do my album the way I'd want it would it be as fun probably not not. As an independent, how do you get it out there? What's the process? So, do you know what? There's so many tools for independent musicians now. Like, you don't actually need a label mm. to distribute your music. That is the great thing about the digital age yeah. that we now live in. You can, there's websites like TuneCore, DistroKid, Ditto, where you can literally upload your music and the world can hear it within a week. Literally, mm. it's just that simple. Um, that's how I've been sort of coping and just trying to reach out to as many sort of other musicians, other outlets of creativity. I'd say that's how an independent artist copes and gigging and touring as well. Yeah, that's the yeah. best way. But with COVID, mm-hmm. it's been more commenting under absolutely everyone's bloody post. Hi, <laughs> it's me again, <laughs> literally. The power and the insanity of social media. Literally. Especially in this last year and a half has just been insane. It has, hasn't it? But I think everyone's like learned something. I feel like everyone's been forced to go deep within and fix some inner bloody turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're just faced with yourself every day. Exactly, exact, <laughs> exactly. All this inner turmoil and trauma that suddenly just bestowed upon you alone jesus <laughs> are horrible. any of your songs about that have, have you written any of the songs during lockdown or were they songs you had already there were songs i sort of had already because i've sort of already got even though this album's out i've sort of already got other music that's already coming out as well i was just gonna say there's a lot on spotify and youtube already isn't there so for people to listen to there is there definitely is ross queen check it out um i definitely three z's queen with a q it's quite confusing i don't know why i chose it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so the music i'm writing now i'd say is more pre is more lockdown based like oh my god what is my life kind of music um, the music that's coming out now, it's very summery. It's a summer album. It's exactly what I'd envisioned. I envisioned the EP album coming out for summer. It's very dancey, very feel good, paying homage to Birmingham, the city I was born, yeah, not born, 
to I was raised, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, it's a feel good album, this one. Feel good. Yeah. Can't wait. And is it actually out tomorrow, which is the 18th, by the way? It's actually out tomorrow. So by the time this podcast comes out, it will already be out. Um, and it's called Yay. Damned If I Don't. Damned If I Don't. Yes, it is. So it'll yes, be on Spotify and all the other usual places to get what if I download. It'll be absolutely everywhere. Everywhere. And how are you? Are you launching it tomorrow? Are you going to celebrate? I'm going to see. I wanted to celebrate with a bottle of wine in my bed. But yeah. I think there's, you know, sad laws against that. More, <laughs> you know, morally, I'd feel a bit of a sad woman <laughs> doing that. But um, I think tomorrow I'm just going to bask in the ambiance of fulfillment yes. over a glass of wine with my family I think that's oh, what I'm good. gonna do it good yeah you mentioned Birmingham being a theme of your music how influential has it been what's the scene like because as far as the drag scene is concerned in Birmingham it is incredible like what a creative city I know I know like well Birmingham's been such a huge influence for me because I I would go out with my um my cousin to gay bars and we'd go um we'd see all the drag queens and and it became I went once and then it became a weekly thing I was just in her street <laughs> all the time we'd call it we'd call ourselves her street because that's literally we were always there and I think Birmingham has played such a part in my music because of its liveliness yeah. because of its um just because of how homely it is you know there's such a community there such an accepting community uh, from creatives to absolutely anything like anything is so possible in Birmingham but I do feel like because it's so small mm -hmm. it's so much easier to get on if yeah. that makes sense yeah because it's tiny so Birmingham in that sense has influenced me because I just feel like it's it's comfortable it's a comfortable growing space because it's so accepting yeah I've, I've heard but, that a lot I've heard that a lot actually yeah and in terms of your music before you've always like mixed quite traditional like jazz and blues with modern lyrics yeah. is that something that that's come through in this EP as well so this EP is like a bit more urban a bit more it, it explores like new age problems. I have a song called Blocked, which is um, the way my generation now deals with problems. <laughs> it, um, you will get blocked. And that yeah. also has jazz R&B influences in that. Um, I also have a song called Skrilla, which is like an urban word for money, um, which is, I think, what my generation is predominantly driven by. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's like new age jazz with new age problems. That's nice. how I would sort of call my album. And I called it Damned If I Don't because I feel like if I don't like live my dreams, then I'm damned in this reality. Yeah. You know, if I don't go for it, what what will I be? You know? Are you have you got gigs lined up? Are you ready to get out there when you can? Definitely. I've got gigs July. I've got a gig July 2nd in Nottingham, but I'm, I'm not sure with Boris moving yeah. everything that those gigs are actually going to commence. Like I'm, I'm still unsure now. I think they're probably going to have to be moved or the capacity will probably be changed. Um, it's quite annoying. <laughs> yeah, I found yeah. like 
so many performers have been turned into social media like, like we touched on before you know the importance of social media particularly for the last year for artists to get out there yeah. and promote themselves how mm-hmm. do you feel about social media and how have you dealt with that because you've been doing a bit more lately on your youtube channel i saw the q a which is brilliant i have been doing a little bit more because i feel like we we've been forced to do more yeah. because we can't necessarily get out there um i think social media has definitely helped um people especially creatives reach out to their fans their community reach out to whoever else but i just i i still feel like it it will never be the same as a gig or a tour as a you can get you can get to know me over a video fine but you're being up close and personal with a person like we really need that back now we're a bit sick of social media and not everyone can afford to post every day you know yeah the anxiety alone of posting do you feel pressure about it as well definitely definitely I think there's such a pressure to be content creating every single day such a pressure to be uploading and then sometimes the pressure of what I should be doing makes you do nothing at all. Mm-hmm. It makes you to just become stagnant. So it's sort of finding a balance of, okay, when's the right time should I post and what exactly should I be posting? I'm posting a bit more strategic posts, I think. Although it's quite strategic to post a get to know me perhaps, because obviously my, with my EP coming out, you should like get to know the artist, you know, yeah, so that yeah. you can invest in me and listen, you know. Did you enjoy doing the Q&A? Because it- I really like it. It's just dead informal. You're just having a cheeky wine. Yeah, I did. Did you have fun? I, I had the best time. <laughs> the best. Was it someone was filming it? Was someone in the room with you? Or were you no, on I your just own? set up the camera. I just set up the camera. I thought, oh, right, I'm going to get drunk. Because I believe that drunk words are sober thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to get absolutely drunk and just turn the camera on and get to know myself hello <laughs> literally <laughs> is that something you'd like to do more of just chatting to camera rather than performing do you know what I think I think I wasn't expecting to get the response I did on um snapchat people literally like, oh my god you're actually mental like you're actually <laughs> mental in a, in a nice way in a nice okay. way like, okay. oh my god like I think it was nice for people to like get to know me because all I do is sing to people who follow me so it was nice for them to see oh she's you know she's a bit of a loon you know it's nice it's refreshing (laughs) maybe like approachable maybe yeah approachable yes yes I think that's the the better word I think we can build up people in our heads that we see on social media but to actually just see them in their own true natural form is quite nice yeah you know definitely oh, I, I look forward to more like drunk videos soon that'll be fun i'll worry i'll be more definitely <laughs> um tell me about starting out i read in an interview that um you started singing because of trauma and you were laughing as you said that <laughs> is that true and can you expand I on mean- it to be honest, I think it's a lot easier to write about painful things that have happened to you than it is to write about happy things mm-hmm. that have happened to you. You know, it's, I think 
grow like trauma and pain what you decide to do with them is very important so whether you can put it put that in a creative um outlet such as music such as music writing whatever it's kind of like therapy in a way because it's sort of like sharing your pain in such a beautiful way if that makes sense so I'd say yeah I definitely am very much inspired by my trauma inspired by my pain Mm -hmm. inspired by the ups and downs of life because I just get to write about it and it gets to be beautiful it gets to be completely different it's music now do you know what I mean it's something that someone can relate to someone can vibe to you know as creatives we have the as musicians sorry we have the job of entertaining billions of people every day if you go to the gym and you forget your headphones that's a bad day why yeah Yeah. why is that a bad day (laughs) why because we're not musicians aren't entertaining your ears and it's through the trauma and pain that we actually get to entertain you lot, basically. Yeah. And bad boys used to be like a theme for you. Is that still an issue? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Define a bad boy. No, okay. Um, I'd Are say your words? Are your words those? <laughs> my words. Okay. I think every girl has gone through that messed up phase where they just think, oh, I want a bad boy. You know, I want to, I want to, you know, I just want a man that's just a bit rough around the edges, you know? And I think, I probably bet that that's the root cause of my trauma and bloody pain. That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> um, I think every girl's been there. Come on. Yeah. I think every girl yeah. has wanted to date the bad boy, has dated the bad boy and suffered. It's never as fun as you think. Exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely have dated the bad boy. No longer dating the bad boy. Nah. Healing. Healing. Healing <laughs> um, When did you start singing? Were you young? Definitely. I was quite young. Yeah. Definitely. I was about nine, eight, nine, ten. I remember I sung at my year nine Leavers Assembly. No, my Leavers, year six Leavers Assembly. How old are you when you're year six? Ten. 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 Yeah. Um, what did you sing? I sang, um, it was a DJ Boonie. D- does that name ring a bell? No. A DJ Boonie song. Oh, it was a really yeah. shit song. <laughs> It was a crap song. I'm not gonna lie. It was pants. But did you enjoy it? I did. I remember I was shaking. I was literally shaking. I could feel like my knees just like wobbling, and it was such a rush. I think. I think that's the felt first time I ever like felt something. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like I feel like a lot of human beings just go about their lives not really f- numb to a lot of things actually. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time at 10, I was like, what is this feeling? All eyes are on me. I think I like it. Yeah. So where did you go from there? Did you start writing young as well? Definitely. I wrote poetry. So I was actually bullied in primary school. So I didn't really have like much friends. Well, I did, but they weren't actually my friends. Mm. So I used to actually stay in and just like write poetry in my break time. And um, the dinner ladies... Caught, caught me doing it 
and they were like, oh my God, we're going to make this into, no, actually I didn't know that they're going to make it into a booklet. They made all my poems, collected all my poems and made them into a booklet and actually gave them to me. That's nice. At my year six leavers assembly. Fun fact. About that nice? my, yeah. Did it make you sad? It made, it's both. Yeah. It's both. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh my God, my mates were dinner ladies. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's mad. But it was also a good thing because they wrote in the booklet that I should keep. I've got it somewhere. I was going to say, we still got it. Yeah. It do, do you know what? It's somewhere in the house. I don't know where it is, but I will find it one day. Yeah. Um, my mum, I remember my mum, she packed it away somewhere, but I remember it had a message at the back and the message was like, keep going. Like, don't stop writing, just keep going. And I never did. I just carried on. I carried on writing. Um, I was a songwriter before I was a musician. I always say that. Well, not even a songwriter, a poet. And then I later found out that, oh, I can actually sing a bit. So then I sort of, com- I didn't combine the two till I was about 18. And then it blew into full-blown songwriting. Um, and then... Since then, I've just been riding the wave ever since. And as a solo performer as well. Exactly, solo performer. Oh, it's hard. It's hard, but fun. Yeah. Yeah. How do you keep motivated? How do I keep motivated? I just, what motivates me is just like current circumstances that I'd want to make better. So like my mom works every single day. I wouldn't Mm. want my mom to be at work every single day. You know, she's like, she's over 50. I wanted to just like be chilling. And I think that's the constant reminder that motivates me to keep going so that I can be the one to buy you that house or I can be the one to just be like, mum, don't worry, your daughter's going to be great. Just, just wait, just wait. You know what I mean? I want to be the one to do that. That's what motivates me. And what music inspires you or inspired you when you were little? I watched the Ray Charles film yeah. um, with Jamie Foxx and I remember I was so, so inspired by like a blind black man in the most segregated era of like the 1960s, was it 1950s or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I remember just literally just being like hearing the jazz, the blues sound and there was a singer called Marianne Fisher and she was a Raylette, and a Raylette was one of Ray Charles's backup singers. And I remember she had this really big, powerful voice that when I heard it, I remember I got like goosebumps and was like, oh, oh, I like her. I want to sound like her. I want to capture, captivate people the way she does. And then I heard the sounds of like Miss Dynamite growing up. She was the first cassette I ever heard. So I think that was. That's the urban influence as well as the jazz influence. So Miss Dynamite, Ray Charles, and then you've got Queen Amy. Yeah. You know, Amy Winehouse with just, oh, just there's so many, but I'd definitely say the top three are definitely Ray Charles, Miss Dynamite, Amy Winehouse, and Beyonce Knowles, because she's just great, isn't she? Yeah. Are they still people that you would listen to every day? Like if you're going for a walk, you'd stick them on and listen to them. Definitely. A lot of the people I listen to are dead, including Whitney. Whitney's up there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think my playlist is like the playlist of a 60-year-old woman. Me too. I swear to God, you'd literally hear like Billie Holiday, 
very Charles. It's very outdated, but I love it. I just love it. Jazz and blues is honestly where my heart is. I read an interview with you in Sweet Scoop Media and they described you as eccentric. How do you feel about that? Define eccentric. I I don't even, I'm not even sure I know what eccentric means, but I think it's, does it mean like weird or like? I don't know. It was a really nice interview and I just picked up on that word. I thought it was an interesting way to describe you because I sometimes get, I get quirky. Which quirky. Is I get eccentric. I've had eccentric before. Mm. Um, Eccentric. I think it means that like I'm someone like I'm very like, I think I'm bold. I'd say yeah. I'm quite bold. I'd say I'm quite risque, if that makes sense. Risque. I don't know. I don't know what eccentric means. So I, I, I don't actually, I, I can't say I agree or disagree, but I'm, she's probably right. I am eccentric. I reckon maybe it's like, oh, this person's got an interesting personality. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I, well, if that's what it means, then yes, yeah, I'm take bloody it. eccentric and I love it. Yeah. You think that comes through in your music too? Definitely. I think there's different peaks. Like, I think this year when I drop all the sort of music I have planned, including just my my EP album and other stuff that's going to come out, I think people get to see the different strokes of like my personality because a lot of the music is bold, fun, out there, risque, eccentric. <laughs> And um, some of it's quite like mellow and like quite tame and quite um, quite emotional, you know. It 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 depends. I'd say I'm I'm not just face value. I'm I'm still finding who I am, you know. I love your freestyling. Um, most recently, I loved your freestyling Instagram about Cat Slater. Yeah, it's like legendary. Where does uh, that come from? Have you always freestyled? Is it something you just have always done? Something I got writing about. So I was watching. Um, I was on YouTube and I was watching like you ain't my mother. <laughs> <laughs> the iconic Cat Slater moment. So I was like, oh my god! I just felt instantly inspired. It was the craziest thing. I I was just going through like a EastEnders binging of all the best bits, like when. Janine run over Danielle, yeah. Roxy Ronnie, and Cat Slater just stood out to me. I feel like I identify with Cat Slater in so many ways. Maybe not the total slug part, I don't know about that, but I definitely do identify with Cat Slater. It just inspired me. I'm so inspired by Cat Slater. I don't know what it was. The freestyling just... is quite emotional. Do you think so? She's got, she went through a lot, didn't she? So... She did. She's been through a lot, but she's so like bold. Yeah. And you don't really mess with Cat Slater. Mm-mm. You wouldn't really want it. She's got mouth. She's got balls. You know, she's just, I I just love Cat Slater. She's got such a look, you know, it's just strong. A, strong. Iconic. Yeah. Is the word I do. She is an iconic national treasure kind of character. And I just I just saw the thing and just I immediately started writing. Immediately. Do you Loved free it. do you freestyle a lot? Is it something that helps you write? Um yeah, it is. It is actually. Like I tend to freestyle and then get annoyed at myself that I don't remember the freestyle. <laughs> then I have to like write stuff down. 
So if I freestyle something, I eventually, it will be like an idea that's already in my head and I have to like regurgitate it by freestyling it and then quickly writing it. Whereas a lot of singer-songwriters will write first and then regurgitate mine's bloody backwards. Like I'll say it and then I have to remember what I wrote. Yeah. Do you, do you plan ahead and think, right, or well, today I'm going to do some writing or do you just go with it a bit more and see how you feel? What's your process like? If I'm inspired, like I'll go through like peaks of like high inspiration where I can write every day, maybe even two, three songs a day. And then I will go like a month where I just have like writer's block and it will just be like awful because I'm like, I want to write, but I can't, I can't get it out and normally when I have writer's block I'm just not in a good place mentally mm-hmm. I tend to write the best when I'm in a good mental space um, I've wrote stuff when I've been in a bad mental space too but I tend to have more sparks of inspiration when I'm in a good space if that makes sense yeah how do you yeah. look after yourself mentally especially with the last year yeah, I do a lot of affirmations. Like, I do, this is actually so crazy. I actually strip down naked, mm-hmm. right? And I tell myself I'm absolutely gorgeous. I'm beautiful. I'm confident. I'm stunning. I tell myself I'm all these great things. And I do it naked because that's you, like, accepting yourself as a complete whole. And you saying that to yourself with no makeup, no no hair, none of the gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Is That's like true acceptance in my in my head anyway so I do a lot of affirmations that's the thing I've read about that Pearl Noir the burlesque performer talks about that as well and it's because we spend no time with ourselves naked so we get used to us having to add all this like a on to us to accept ourselves so we need to spend more time naked is the upshot of I completely agree because that is the most that is the most you'll ever truly accept yourself and only see yourself. Yeah. Because you don't actually see yourself naked that much. You're quick to put something on when you get out of the shower, wrap brown towel, because you can't be naked. Mm-hmm. And that could sometimes affirm that who you are isn't quite enough. Exactly. Really. So when you do an affirmation naked, you're accepting yourself as a whole and saying, I'm bold, I am brilliant, I am amazing. And I would recommend everyone to do it. It definitely keeps me on my my game, makes me feel more confident, makes me feel more like superwoman, you know? And I think every woman should feel like superwoman. Why not? Do do you have any pre-gig rituals that you do before you get on stage? Um, Pre-gig rituals? I definitely breathe. Like, I definitely, like, do the whole... um, Try. I don't know. Do I really pre I just, I just sort of tell myself, I'm damned if I don't. Yeah. I'm damned if I don't. I think that's probably my ritual and where my album sort of ties in. I love if I don't it. do it, I'm damned. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Um. When you're not singing, what do you enjoy doing? When I'm not singing, I literally, I absolutely love, love, love reading. I am a such like a bit of a bookworm. Um, reading, cooking, doing my makeup, watching t- watching absolutely crap TV, um, or just like see, I'm I'm really getting into fashion a bit more. 
I've got this coat that I want to like tear apart and just do stuff to, mm-hmm. just like rework it stuff. I'm getting into my fashion a bit more. Um, I'd say in my spare time, I'm either reading or eating. I don't know. Nice. I was going to ask thing. you about food because you come for vegans a bit on your YouTube channel, which is really funny. I'm not vegan. <laughs> I just was, was going to ask you if food is important to you. Food is important. I think food's important to every human. I think we need it to live, babes. <laughs> we do, but I love your, your Sunday dinner single where you've got your chicken oh, yeah. and artwork, yeah. which is just great. Sunday afternoon, yeah. Sunday afternoon. I'm, can I just say, I'm so impressed with how much knowledge you have of <laughs> me. I'm so impressed. And I'm so impressed that you called it Sunday dinner because a lot of people don't actually know that that is based on Sunday dinner. So I'm very impressed that you know that. Okay. Very good Very impressed. Well, I've been listening to it all for the last year. Bless. <laughs> Great. I love that. <laughs> well, what was the question again? We were talking about food, but that food, doesn't matter. Yes. Because <laughs> you got it on the front of the single. Did you do that artwork yourself? I did. I did well. Nice. No, I think I found the image and just sort of edited it a bit. I was like, yeah, Sunday dinner, that chicken is perfect. <laughs> that, that'll do. And all my mates were like, Rosalind, why have you got a piece of chicken as your album cover? Mind your business. It's about a Sunday dinner that I'm trying to have, actually, if you'd listened. <laughs> but you listened and you got it. I'm so impressed. It's so impressed. <laughs> it's a great track as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. It went viral on TikTok for a minute. And then I think people sort of jumped on it as a challenge. And then my song sort of got lost in the sauce, if that makes sense. Interesting. Not a lot of people know that. What's TikTok? TikTok? <laughs> What's TikTok <laughs> been like for you as an experience? I think, it's, think it's so helpful? for artists, yes. Because TikTok's algorithm is so much, I, I think, more effective than Instagram's. Mm-hmm because TikTok will really distribute it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, it's everywhere you're scrolling, it's just their Instagram. If your account is private, he's really gonna see your content. Yeah. You know? And I think for creatives, TikTok's a really good place, but it's terrible. You can be on TikTok five hours and not even know and you see some really messed up things on TikTok sometimes <laughs> like I could have done without seeing that but well, I, I guess do you feel TikTok. like you have to be on it yeah yeah I do but I quite enjoy TikTok I can't lie I do I do enjoy making TikToks I enjoy being on it um I enjoy the dances I, I actually do love TikTok I can't lie I thought it was new age garbage when it first came out and I was pleasantly surprised at how much I actually enjoy the app. It's been absolutely gorgeous talking to you. Um, Lovely talking to you. So how do people find you? Apart from Ros Queen on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, Ros Queen, absolutely. All platforms. Um, Ros Queen, Spotify, Instagram, the EP drops 18th of June. So, so, so excited. And hopefully um, live really soon. But hopefully, because I was going to do some gigs, some mini, mini, mini busking gigs in Birmingham, in little cities in Birmingham, so Birmingham, Sunnyhill, Warsaw, 
And then Derby, Nottingham, whatever, just small cities, just getting the, the word around. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so chuffed because you're going to be the first performer to actually perform on my podcast. And you very kindly agreed to. Oh, my God. Yes. Sing okay. us out. I'm already. Yeah. Okay. So if you're ready, what are you going to be singing for us? I'm going to sing a song that um, I wrote and it's just it's about love. Uh, it's about loving a man that you just you kind of like like you know he's bad you see you see it's a bad boy <laughs> they're back they're back we're back we're back we're back hold on let me make sure that you can hear it all right and is this on the new ep no this is not on the new ep um all the songs that are on the new new ep you're gonna have to go check them out. Good. Unfortunately, Good. Because no, 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 no. This is a song called No One Understands. Did it by the No one understands. No one understands. Mama, they love that man. And I do anything now. I want him to fly. We're by my side every day, every day, and every night. Every night, I know he's bad for me. Sometimes he turns his goddamn prank on me. And still I want him to prosper. I want him to fly. No one understands. No one understands. Mama, I love the man. And I, 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 I do anything. Hi again, it's Carly. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to find out more or get in touch, head over to teawithkingsandqueens.com.